Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I'm joined by Cat Valor and Rob Humphrey. What's happening? Hello. What's happening? We have Rob back. I'm back. You found your way home, man. I did. I did, but a uh, big thank you to Allie for filling in last week. <laughs> she did a great she job. She did a great job. She did. Did a great job at what? Filling in. Uh, she chose a movie. She brought trivia. Yeah. I gave her a score of what, like a nine point six or something. Mm, yeah. yeah, he didn't go into her her stream and overrate her appearance. Uh, no, no. Uh, well, kind of. Thank you for Allie. Thank you, Allie, for giving us your time. <laughs> we appreciate that. But everybody's time could have been much better well spent had you not picked the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You picked a banger. No, absolute banger. And you should be fucking ashamed of yourself, by the way, Mikey, because you Why? acted like a petty little bitch. And you voted, you gave it terrible scores just to be spiteful. What do I gain from being spiteful to a fucking movie? What do I, I gain? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but clearly there's something in it for you. You're Zero. with the record store guy. <laughs> Rob, again, th- this goes kind of like with the Kiss Meets the Phantom of, the, of whatever the fuck that movie was thing. I, my spite, if I were to pick a spite road, it would be to not give the satisfaction. You are just terrible. How much worse would it have been? Because you've been quoted as saying that Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park did everything it was intended to do. How much worse would it have been for you if I just no-sold it as, like, you know, a three? I mean, at least you could have go to sleep at night and not have a guilty conscience. I couldn't. Uh, I, that, that was that was the thing. I couldn't sleep at night because I watched it, dude. Honestly, we're not talking about Kiss Meets a Fan of the Park. Yeah. We're talking about Velocipaster, which is incredible. I still don't know which is worse. I still Effects don't know. that look like they walked right out of Jurassic Park, dude. The thing that kills me is okay. So with the shark movies, I have finally with actual sharks, like real definition shark movies. Right. I have learned 
that you're not going to like them, Mikey. But it took me a while to get to that point. Because at first I thought, okay, he didn't like the humor of this one. And then there was the bad CGI sharks thing where it's like, okay, it's not really a horror movie, it's a comedy. And then I was like, okay, so he doesn't like these. But then you were like, I'm going to go into the next one and I'm going to concentrate and I'm, you know, we're going to set up the right environment for a shark movie. You tried and I got my hopes up again. Didn't work. And it's like, okay. But then then you liked attack of the killer donuts and somewhere mm-hmm. in my brain i was like it means he'll like velocipaster like i genuinely thought you were gonna like that one i got my hopes up again i keep thinking i've learned but <laughs> i don't know why you keep thinking of that either i don't know <laughs> attack of the killer donuts threw me off <laughs> the only thing we can count on is for mikey to dash our dreams of him having fun Except for he had fun with Attack of the Killer Donuts, and I was like, we're finally on the same page. It's the perfect time to watch Velocipaster. Yeah. Because Attack of the Killer Donuts was good. Look, so was Velocipaster. But then, you know what the thing is at that point? Fine, leave me alone. Stop picking these movies. Stop trying. We're here. I said, Do you know how much effort it takes to drive to China, Mikey? That was the, that was so stupid. They did that for you. Yeah. It was so stupid. So stupid. By the way, since you brought up that heaping pile of shit, Velocipaster, you gave in your statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. I took time to draft a statement, and you couldn't even take it seriously. Huh. Hmm. Wonder why. You, professionalism. R e colon mm-hmm. Velocipaster. Where's that professionalism on the show? I show up, and I'm professional every single week on this show, except for last week because I was busy. Yeah, you didn't show up last week. But but you talked about a sex tape throughout an entire movie. That was a very important movie in the history of the genre, whether you liked it or not. Would have been a more important sex tape. And here we are. But needless to say, in your annoying statement that you left, you gave Velocipastor a 6.7. Now, I'm left to assume that that was a fair score to me. It was a bullshit score. But I, I'm left to assume that that was your real movie score. You didn't leave a B movie score. Do you have I that? Didn't, I didn't know we were doing a B movie score. How the fuck did you not know that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a B movie score, Velocipaster's 9.6. Are you out of your fucking mind? That's off the top of my head. I told you. Are you out of your mind? No. Again... There are four people giving scores to this movie, and three of them are all bunched up together, and you're way the fuck off, off over here, and you are acting like we're crazy. Rob, Doesn't make sense, Mikey. You're the outlier here. Rob, look, I don't <laughs> mind being the only one right. It happens a lot. And, you know, I'm fine being all by myself a lot. in the correct corner. I'll sit there with a smile, and I'll watch all you guys run around playing your dumbass little dinosaur reindeer games. That's fine. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to run around with fake ninjas in Pennsylvania with you. I'm not going to do we it. That wasn't Pennsylvania. That was you China. To, you don't have fun. <laughs> I'm having fun by myself not watching Velocipy. That's what I'm doing. Did watch Terrifier 2 again, though. Talk about a banger. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it at 9.6. At 9.2 is actually. A 9.8. And a zero, because it might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Thank you, Allie. Where's my button? Oh. Thank you, Allie. Huge clown penis. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Allie. Sorry, Mikey's the way he is. 
All right. Uh, thank you for coming back and listening, guys. We are doing a cat pick this week. Uh, it got mm-hmm. pushed back a little bit, but we're talking apt pupil. Speaking, honestly, I wish we hadn't done that list because now I don't want to talk about Stephen King movies anymore. <laughs> I'm pissed. Yeah, cat song. <laughs> we just recorded the the show for Patreon where we went over a top ninety best horror movie of all time list from Ranker.com. Spoiler alert, 45 of them were Stephen King films. <laughs> felt like it, right? And none of them were apt pupil, I want to point out. <laughs> and fucking Mikey attacks me at every turn. I'm going to attack you. Yeah, every turn you were attacking me. You were just ready to fight tonight. It was the other way What around, did Mikey man. do to you? Yeah, what did I do? I didn't do nothing. Other than not liking Velocipasser. He got me all upset about everything. I was sitting there not even talking, and you two were just going on, and you just gave me a <laughs> shot out of nowhere. I wasn't even bothering you, man. Minding my own business. You always bother me. <laughs> we got hard news to get to. We Just knowing to- you exist bothers me sometimes. Like, I just walk around, and I'm like, God damn it. Mikey, Mikey exists. Mikey's out there somewhere fucking doing something. <laughs> Who knows what? <laughs> I know he's not having fun, though. I'm having a lot of fun. I have fun throughout my days. We got hard news to get to. We're going to get to app pupil later on. And uh, drink roll call. And we do have a text message, guys. A text message? I didn't even know that was a fucking option. How? We We just did it a few weeks ago. No, we didn't. He doesn't pay attention. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, If you would like to leave a voicemail as an option, a main option, or if you would like to send a text message, that's fine as well. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The number is 917-397-KILL. That's 917-397-5455. And this text message is from Will the Thrill. Oh, Oh, the thrill. Good. Yeah, the thrill. His text message reads, Hi, Mikey, Cat, and Rob. Hope all is well. I don't have anything to say, but what I do have is a little game for y'all. Wow. (laughs) y'all. We we don't let people text in games, do we? Apparently we do. I think we did. God damn it. All right. I came up with this a while ago, and uh, so I hope it's fun. It's called Fight, Flight, or Freeze. Very similar to Fuck, Marry, Kill. Only difference is I'll give you horror characters, and you will choose to either fight them, parentheses, fight, run from them, parentheses, flight, or to just stand there and let them kill you, parentheses, freeze. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. And the characters I would like you to choose from are Freddy, Michael, and Jason. Thanks. Much love, Will. There's a PS here, just like the last one. Remember, he said Stevie's got a small in the last PS, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His PS is, oh, I like this. It's a long PS. A leprechaun beats Leatherface. Yes. Mm. Like, no. But he also says his choices from the game are he would fight Freddy because he has mm-hmm. the best chance of fighting Freddy. He would yes. flight Michael Myers because he has the best chance of outrunning him. And yep. he would freeze Jason because he would just kill me the fastest. That's fair. Uh, he's almost exactly correct, except for you freeze in front of Jason because Jason is dumb enough to fall for it. Dinosaur vision? He's <laughs> <laughs> like a T-Rex. <laughs> All right. You freeze up and he's going to be like, oh, no, did I kill you already? Are you me? Are you child me from the past? And you're going to be fine. Mom? <laughs> You've just survived all three of those scenarios. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Kat, what what would that make? What what are you then? So you would freeze yeah, it, Jason? Yeah, 
I have the same uh, options. You freeze in front of Jason because oh, okay. he's not going to know what's going on. You fight Freddy because anyone can take that guy in physical combat. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, you run from Michael for as long as you can. <laughs> you you get away from Michael's house and just fucking hope for the best. <laughs> I would fight. This is hard. I would fight. I'd probably fight Michael. And I'm not saying it would end up well, but I would fight Michael because, you know, he he's not, you can't fight Jason. I would run from Jason because, you know, hopefully I can outrun him because he's a big fucker. He teleports. And, well, yeah, see, that's the problem too. I, I that Just hold W, a gaming chair, hold W, just run straight, <laughs> don't stop. And I would freeze Freddy because, I, I mean, to get Freddy out of the dream world, I don't know how all that works in this game, Will, but I mean, if we're just going up against Freddy as Freddy, I mean, I'm only going to be able to not sleep for so long, and I'm just going to stand there and say, take me. So that that's mine. Rob, what about you? What, what are we doing? Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Right. You have to fight it. one. You have to all run right. from one. You have to okay. essentially play dead you. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So look, here, here's what you There are rules. <laughs> here's how you do it. You fight Michael. Because we just saw Corey whip his ass in that sewer. <laughs> That's true. If it's in the sewer, we win. If you're stronger than a band kid. <laughs> so yeah, so you fight Michael, because you got a fighting chance at least. You run from Freddy. You do not want to fight Freddy because he might touch you in your privates <laughs> without consent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you what run away. Let's not remake Freddy, man. What's wrong with you? And you freeze for Jason because that's the only option that's left. And also, of the three, he's probably going to kill you the quickest. So if you're going to no. die, uh, like Will the Thrill said, you want it to be quick, and Jason will make it quick. And it'll also, uh, a lot of times, he does it real creatively, which is kind of cool. Just fair. I don't like the Freddy shit, but it's fair. I don't want him touching my junk. He's not going to touch your junk. What's wrong with know, you? Dude. I don't know. You're creating a whole fan fiction of Freddy Krueger. Leave him alone. <sighs> um, God, you pissed me off already. We just started. <laughs> I spent at least another hour with you. All right. Um, <clears throat> drink roll call. Can I go first? Do you guys mind? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to send an image to you guys of what I'm drinking. I haven't mm. tweeted it yet. I'm drinking this right now. <laughs> oh. After everybody, a fake fan. <laughs> wow. I got my hands on some Sunny D. Nice. Where'd you have it imported from? Nowhere. Um, I went to a liquor store. And th this is a good liquor store. This is where I found the uh, margarita in a can. And I had to check their website, and it wasn't on there. Mm -hmm. And it it did. I don't know. And I, I said going into it, I'm like, all right, let me just stop here. If they don't got it, no, nobody does. And they fucking had it. My eyes lit up. I bought two boxes. I was so happy. Oh, God. And I Ugh. couldn't wait to fucking get home because I was going to put them in the freezer and drink them immediately. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it all that much. No, they're terrible. Yeah, they're not good. Well, no. see, the thing was, I didn't know how I felt about it. And then the more I drank them, the more I didn't like them. Uh-huh. But you know what? They're not that bad. It's that artificial sweetener taste, man. There's too much of it. It's too strong. I think it needed more of it. Oh, no. God. See, I'm not a fan of seltzer. So, you know, I, if you, if yeah. it, the more of that seltzer it can mask, the better for me. 
Yeah, I could see that, I guess. But that artificial sweetener taste was way too strong of those for me. Why they got to be a seltzer, though? Uh, Just make juice yeah, and vodka. I don't, know, man. You, I don't know. It's it's the same thing. Like, why do they have to make it fucking sugar-free Mountain Dew? Just fucking put some booze in some Mountain Dew, damn it. I think they're just hoping you'll get drunk enough that you don't care. <laughs> and that happened with the Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, but I finally fucking got it. I find, you have no idea how pissed I was when I uh, yesterday when I got home and drank it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. After all this the high and low searching under every rock, yeah. not super good. But I got it. I got it. And I plowed through one box. So I think I still got like two of them in our refrigerator. I'll take them. Becoming a fucking, like you said, a graveyard of fucking drink roll call in there. I, I got I got probably four or five of those goddamn Mountain Dew things sitting in there. I still have sweet baby Jesus sitting in my fridge, and I don't know who I'm going <laughs> to trick into drinking them, but it ain't going to be me again. I keep, I've debated about just tossing them in the fucking trash, but. <laughs> Your son hasn't gotten his hands on them yet, huh? No. All right. All right. So I'm happy. I finally fucking got my Sunny D vodka and. Fuck all of you guys. You can all kiss my ass. (laughs) Both of you, Allie can kiss my ass. Everyone who drank this before me, fuck all of you. It's not fair. Yeah. Turns out it would have tasted better if you'd just gotten some Sunny D and put vodka in it, though, right? I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Rob, they also still have the pink lemonade vodka, so don't you worry. Right. Yeah. Pick up a bottle of that next week, maybe. All right. Chat, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, something that also requires a picture. Huh? I'm actually sending two pictures. Okay. Uh, which is going to make sense in a second when the second picture comes in. <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, I am drinking the Humphrey Statement. Uh, this was <laughs> submitted by one of our patrons, uh, IR Chris. Thank you very much for the suggestion. What is it? I forget. Chris made a whole list. He did. These things, including a huge clown penis drink and everything else. <laughs> this is an ice cube made of cranberry juice uh, in a highball glass served with vodka. I did not have a highball glass. Oh, yeah. I, I seen this. Chris, screw you, man. Why does Rob get a good <laughs> drink? I'm the one that likes cranberry juice. <laughs> and also, in keeping with the horror theme, I used a bat ice cube tray. You sure did. That's nice, Dad. <laughs> But but still, Chris, what the hell? It should have been some type of watermelon juice that was frozen, dude, for Rob. (laughs) I get the cranberry. I love cranberry juice. Cranberry juice is gross. I forgot to complain about that. Cranberry juice is great. See? He doesn't even appreciate it. See? Bullshit. Uh, Anyway. While we're on the Chris drink train and the picture train, uh, I'm sending you a picture of what I'm drinking. I was telling him there was a non-zero <laughs> chance that we had the same drink. Uh, What's that? This also, looks tasty. Also devised by IR Chris. Okay. Um, this one is called the South Carolina Lizard Man. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, Maker's Mark, sheer wine, freshly squeezed lime juice, served over ice in a mason jar. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay. How is it? It is really good. That sounds good. It is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is a hell of a bartender. Yeah. Chris is the the official slash radio mixologist, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And for a reason. Absolutely. Except for the the cranberry thing. That's your only misstep, Chris. That should have been me, man. I love cranberry juice. Screw Rob. 
I will say one day, I, the first drink he ever pitched to me, I haven't had the guts to try yet, but it's it's on my li- like my bucket list. <laughs> I'm concerned about. I think it might kill me, so I'm trying to make it the last thing on my bucket list to cross off. All right. Sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this drink is really good. I I um I was a little worried because I put the vodka in cheer wine before, and it tastes like cough syrup. Uh, but the Maker's Mark, it, uh, it mixes nice. And that, uh, you know, lime juice, I just enjoy lime juice in a drink anyway. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, all right. So we're, we're, we're all topical in one way or another. Yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Um, What do we got to do now? We got to do horror news. You guys want to get into it? Yeah. Okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Rob, there's a good amount of gaming news this week. It's kind of a slow week. I was going to go on mute. What what are you going to do? No, don't go on mute yet. Wait until after this one, at least. Because I seen this last week, and I held off so I could talk to you about it. There's a game called Killer Frequency. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is from Dread Central. Um, Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, Irrelevant. Um, It's called Killer Frequency, and it's a single-player game. It is first-person, Rob, but it's a single-player game. And it is about... You are a, a DJ at a radio station. Mm-hmm. And the game is I didn't re- read the whole fucking synopsis of the thing, but pretty much callers call in to the radio station that you're a DJ of and you make decisions for them and they live and die based on your decision. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like that sounds up your alley, man? Uh, I like everything uh, except for being first person. I know. And it's unrealistic because nobody answers the fucking phone at a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I always got a fucking busy signal eventually. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. That looks cool. Would you give it a try? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It depends on like how much it is and all that kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. It is on Steam right now. Let me see if they have a price on here. Load, 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 load. Uh, it's on sale right now for 20 bucks. Ooh, that's a little steep. 20 bucks. A little steep. I don't know. Like, so what I would do in this case is, you know, 20 bucks, a little steep for a Steam game that I might not like. So I, like, would look and see if I could find some gameplay footage of it somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, somebody playing it on YouTube or some bullshit. Yeah. And see if it looks like something I would enjoy. But, yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay. Kat, does this pique your interest at all? Yeah, this sounds right up my alley. uh, Because I don't mind first-person games. Single-player, very interesting concept. And I love... Those kinds of, I I don't think I've ever played a first person one like this, but I do like those kind of like decision making games, you know, like that, that is something that appeals to me on a lot of levels. 
Yeah, and you uh, you walk around the radio station. You look for I don't know different things. I, I see this guy found a tape, a map of some sort. I don't know. But right now, the streamer that I'm watching on the Steam clip, he's just standing behind, like, in the little DJ area with all the mixers and turntables and shit. And he's throwing wadded up paper at a garbage can with a basketball hoop over it. So it's like it looks like you can just kind of free roam this thing. And um, you can play little mini games while people live and die on the other yeah. <laughs> And I like stuff that- like that. Which I know sounds like I'm mocking the game, but again, something that's right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of play at your own pace and do what you want. Yeah, no, definitely. He's looking at magazines. He's fine laying around. It's kind of cool, man. It's like shit like that you can always add to and whatever. I hope it does well. Mm, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. The idea of walking around a radio station interest, piques my interest just to see if they got it close to right or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> they you never do. do. Spoiler alert. You do it every day, though, so to you, it's not, you know, it's kind of cool to me. They make it look more interesting than it is, always. That is is something that, like, I do play a lot of games that have the premise of, you're you're a horror writer, and I'm like, okay, let's see how they get it. And it always starts off as, like, you take a year-long retreat to work on your first novel, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, no, uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. How how was your retreat, Kat, while you were working on a revenge arc? I was watching uh, the resort, and I got so I got irrationally angry because all of her college friends chip in to like bring her on vacation to research the location of her novel for her second draft, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" My you mean Mr. Cat's suck. boyfriend guy didn't take you on a on a trip for no, your second draft? I- I got to visit zero haunted locations on someone else's dime for the second draft of my book. All right. Well, next up is... You know what I say about second drafts. Should have done it right the first time. (laughs) Damn. Next up is Dead by Daylight. Release some uh, quote-unquote gameplay footage. It's more of like a trailer of Nicolas Cage's character in game and... Yeah, they had him doing a couple things. It was a little theatrics, but mostly, you know, game mechanics of him. And um, it's wild that he's in this game. It's wild. Like, I'm picturing loading into a match as Killer and seeing four Nicolas Cages <laughs> run around. It's so... Because that's... especially that's what's going the, to happen. Yeah. The first week is going to be all Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I'm going to get him when it comes out, because I'm not going to be the only fucker without him. (laughs) It's like a video game version of his movie adaptation. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, a bunch of Nicolas Cage is running around. It is is crazy. Like, seeing him flashlight blind a killer, it's just, it's so surreal that he's in the fucking game. It's wild. Uh, There's a new official Ghostbusters logo, and it looks like they're teasing a winter-themed Afterlife sequel, Rob. Ooh. Okay. I mean, look, I, I'm going to go see it no matter what. Okay. I like uh, I liked Afterlife. We talked about that before, though. It's mostly a huge nostalgia hit for me, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't care. Uh, I still I still enjoyed it. Um, I did just read somewhere that Bill Murray was off uh, filming some stuff for this one. I believe uh, all the guys are returning for this movie again. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly I'm going to go see it. If they're doing it in the winter, that's, uh, that's cool, too. Something about shit being set in winter. Yeah, well, they don't do enough of it. I agree. You know, we, we people have been wanting a Friday the Thirteenth set in the winter for the longest time, and they just like refuse to do it. It's got to be a bitch, though, man. 
You know, like reshoots. Yeah, but that blood in the snow, that would look cool as shit. It looked great, but you can't recoat snow if you just ran around fucking shit up in it, you know? I mean, I guess they did that. They they had blood in the snow in uh, Black Christmas 2019, didn't they, Kat? Uh, probably. Who knows? I think uh, at the beginning. Yeah, uh... yeah. yeah it, but also, you know. they filmed that in Canada, didn't they? It snows every day. They <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wait a day. There's not snowing up shot. there now. Shit's on fire. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, fucking fucking up our air, those some bitches. Been telling you guys about Canada, man. You guys don't want to listen. Um, next thing is okay. Psycho lost tapes of Ed Ginn, uh, true crime mystery documentary coming to MGM Plus. What the hell is that one? <laughs> I like one... that you brought up the news segment just to get angry about the streaming service. Wait, what, what? the fuck is MGM Plus? The answer is I don't know. Oh, um, that was Las I think Vegas. That's... I think they renamed stars, I think. Oh. Uh, everything you know about MGM Plus. Yeah, I have no fucking clue what MGM Plus is. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, MGM Plus used to be Epics. Oh, Jesus oh. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I love the true crime documentary things. I'll check this one out. I'll admit Edgin's not really, like, my top curiosity topic. oh now who's disrespecting silence of the lambs i'm not right it's a, it's a texas right? chance how gotcha <laughs> what did i do he inspired texas chainsaw. Uh, buffalo bill no oh well yeah uh, that too yeah but <laughs> it's, it's, so texas chainsaw too though it was mo you know most famously you know the whole movie was technically about him it was the biggest stretch in cinema <laughs> but you know i will check it out to see how much of a stretch because obviously they're going to deep dive because yeah. that, that's always how i've seen it the biggest stretch in cinema texas chainsaw so i'm out mean, it's a pretty I'll big stretch it <laughs> it's a huge stretch but I, out of pure how much of of a stretch was it i'll look i'll check it out what about you guys um, no. I'm not going to check this out, but mostly because I don't have MGM Plus. That's that's kind of where my um I I watch a lot of true crime stuff, but I watch it by basis of what is most convenient to me at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, this last weekend I just watched Shiny Happy People. I, um, I started that, but I didn't finish it. It. Uh, I'm not sure I would have finished it, but I, again, I didn't want to have to. I was one episode in, and it's like I don't know if this is good. I was already watching it, uh, and it was more convenient than finding a new thing. Sure. Yeah, that's sort of, like, I usually don't set out to watch a specific true crime thing. Like, if I'm in yeah. the mood for a true crime doc or something, I'll it's just like go to the streaming services first. that I already have and look for something. It's not like they're hard to find, you know? Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to cut back on streaming services, not add more, so I'm not going to get mgm plus whatever the fuck that's supposed to be for this you know yeah i'm, I'm not getting mgm plus i'm sure this will be able to be found through other sources so, <laughs> not getting into mgm plus isn't getting me god damn it mgm plus is writing down names yeah well let's write them down well, uh, apparently fucking netflix is writing down names now why Oh, they'll bust you if you're sharing your fucking password now. They'll charge you eight more dollars a month yeah. for... <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, look, I, they kind of have a point. I mean, I, they do, but yeah, kind of. I mean, they, they definitely do. Like Netflix. It's hard for me to feel sorry for them when they raise the fucking price of my goddamn membership yeah, or subscription agree. or whatever every goddamn year. I agree with that. But, I mean, not for nothing, Netflix passwords have been shared more than most of the prostitutes on Hunt's Point. Let's be honest. <laughs> like that, that was the most shared thing. The first shared password ever was the Netflix password. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do so think... Anyway. I, I see the point, but I do kind of wonder about the because the whole Netflix business model is mostly people that are using other people's subscription. I don't think those people are going to get their own Netflix accounts. I think they're going to quit talking about Netflix shows. You know, that, that's true. That yeah, like they're that about to lose a lot of uh, traction for this, especially because the people that are usually talking about those shows are people using someone else's password. You know. And if you're going around go, as going as far as using other people's passwords and having to make them change them and wait and text back and forth and everything we do every time that shit like that happens, yeah, you're probably just going to go to like one of those free websites and watch it anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to catch some motherfuckers, though. They're going to catch them. And they're probably making a good penny by doing that. Well, so. apparently, so uh, I was listening to Dummies of Horror and... uh Luffy, one of the hosts on the show, has already canceled his Netflix uh, subscription because he went to, I don't know, he went to somebody's house and tried to log into his account from there so they could watch something. Mm -hmm. And it, it hit him for a, they, they said uh, he couldn't log in and watch it from there. If he wanted to, he had to pay an extra $8. And he's like, I was trying to use my own account at someone else's house. Fuck you. And so he canceled their subscription. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Like, if you have a family plan, which they offer, or I think they have even, like, you get three locations. I don't I don't know how they have it set up. I don't know how it works either, but, like, you know, what if you're traveling and you're trying to watch right. it on your laptop somewhere? Or you yeah, have a kid a in college. It's, yeah, it you picks know? up you're in a different location. Or so, yeah, but, yeah, I, you know, the first time they asked me to pay $8 to watch a service that I already pay for, I might cancel mine, too, because I don't watch that much Netflix anymore anyway. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. And I know a lot of friends who, like, in college, th their parents would keep the Netflix subscription so they could watch it in their dorm, you know? Like, mm -hmm. there yeah. are going to be a lot of parents who just give up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's hard to track. Like, some, even, like Rob said, travel. if you travel for work a lot, you know, if you're on a plane, yep. watch it. Like, how do you... Man, I don't know. And I have the same reaction because I do travel a lot, and it's annoying just to like verify that it's my Netflix account. If they tell me to pay eight dollars, I'm finding something on Hulu. Like, I'm... right? Yeah, I'll just go someplace else. Never mind. HBO or I'm sorry, Max has plenty Max. of shit for me to watch. I might also get rid of my Max subscription. They are on my, my last nerve. With that oh bullshit. really? <laughs> yeah. What are they bothering you about? Uh, they they keep canceling my shows they've gotten rid of a bunch of the backlog of things that they own they've taken down stuff that you can't get anywhere else and now i found out that they're spending that money to readapt harry potter and i'm fucking done <laughs> I, yeah i mean that's one thing if they want to waste my money making expensive dragon shows that i only kind of like but i've yeah. i've seen harry potter i'm done yeah that is a little annoying I guess I got irritated when they made the switch because I had to log back into my accounts everywhere. And they got rid of yeah. all, the, like, all of my saved progress is all fucked up. I don't know why I couldn't remember my, my password. Right it took me fucking forever to get <laughs> everything set up. And I was just trying to watch the secession series finale. 
You motherfuckers. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Hocus Pocus 3. Mm, and Fletcher shit. returning to direct it for Disney Plus. You guys don't care, do you? No, I don't care. One bit. Okay. Okay. I still haven't seen the second one. I said I might. I did not do it. But good for them, I guess. For I don't know that I've ever even seen the first one. Jesus Christ, Rob. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. Uh <clears throat> oh, that, that this is this is beautiful. Lionsgate is apparently attempting to revive the Leprechaun franchise. Let's know this. I'm boycotting. Why? They didn't get Darren Lynn <laughs> Well, I mean, he's been campaigning the... so hard, and he has a close relationship with Lionsgate. This is intentional. I refuse to hear anything else. Boycott. Did they get Warwick Davis? I don't know. Felipe Vargas is going to be directing it. There's no one up. Uh, wait, uh, THR. I don't know who they are. Uh, they reported Davis is not expected to reprise the role. Expected. THR is the Hollywood reporter. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I bet he doesn't come back. So then it's going to depend on who they do get. Hopefully it's Danny DeVito. No, <laughs> I might. Quit the boycott of Danny DeVito. That sounds. I hilarious. stole that joke from Miki, by the way. He said it today. Good um, job, Miki. <laughs> yeah, Miki's funny. Good stuff. But yeah, I. I'll watch it, but I don't hold out hope. I haven't liked the last two Leprechaun movies, so I don't think this one's going to be any good. Returns wasn't terrible. It was bad. It wasn't that bad for a sci-fi movie. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I stand by it. If it's if it's a direct sequel to Origins, then I'll watch it. Kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, a bunch of people tagged me in this, and I tweeted out, because I wasn't replying individually, I just tweeted out, yes, I'm excited. Yes, I'm nervous. Yes, I hope they can pull back Warwick, Warwick Davis. No, I wouldn't be mad if Lyndon Porco came back instead. So. All right. Lyndon Porco didn't do, do a bad leprechaun. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, he was good. Danny uh, DeVito would be a better choice, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they do a good job, man. You know, like, I, I get that this is... And, you know, Returns was was good. It it didn't have the biggest budget or anything, but, you know, they 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 took it... I I know the word serious is, is a stretch, <laughs> I but... I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no. They, they took it about as serious as they should have, I think it they should take it a little more serious than they did in returns. And I say that because like, you know, the the original Leprechaun, it like, yeah, you can get ridiculous. I'm not saying not to, but you, you, that that original walked that line pretty well. And that that's what I want to see. I want to see if you're gonna redo the original Leprechaun, walk that line a little better, maybe. Yeah, boy, that original wasn't ridiculous enough. Be nice to that movie. Okay, the final thing I wanted to talk about... Oh, well, in, in relation to the final thing I wanted to talk about, uh, the game VHS is being shut down. Uh, I know it's not a very popular oh, game. Yeah. I think it's oh, God damn it. What the fuck is that? That's one of those games I got you a key for and sent to you in the group, and you said I didn't. Never happened. Okay. Well, uh, it's shutting down. Uh, I feel like it was a game that tried to do too much, and it just didn't work out. But... Gun Media, uh, Gun Interactive also tweeted out this week that 
pretty much an expiration date for the Friday the 13th game. They did. Yep. And that fucking sucks, man. It does, but did you see what Harry Manfredini said? Yes. Yeah, I seen what he said. Um, I will say, I don't know if this is just because it's the order I read them. The uh, Manfredini tweet uh, felt kind of rough because I did read them like back to back, you know? Yeah. It was a little, it was like, oh no, everyone's mourning like this really beloved game. And then it was like, guess what we're doing? Yeah, see... Uh, the the story behind that is Harry Manfredini. I believe the thing was like he t- he told someone at a con that he is working on music for a new Friday the Thirteenth game. It is not being made by Gun Interactive, and uh, he's he said that it was going to be a more realistic game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know you guys aren't going to like this, but I mean, am I excited about it? A little bit, but I mean, what does that mean? Like, we could get a single player Friday the Thirteenth game. And I know you guys would like that. Hell yes, I would. Yeah, but that's all I wanted out of the original one. That's literally the only request yeah. I had. Yeah, or not yeah. even not the original one because the original one on Nintendo was fucking awesome. But uh, <laughs> God, that's all I wanted out of the gun game was was a single player mode. Yeah, but <clears throat> those games they come out, they're a big deal, and then you don't hear about them anymore. They're done. It's over. Like it's just. It happened and it's done. Yeah, I'm fine with that. No, I, I mean, again, I know there's a world for that. I'm not saying there's not, but what my point is, like, that's if it is that, that's not going to scratch this itch for me that this the guns game had is what I'm saying. So like, oh, but you got Texas Chainsaw coming for that, and Texas Chainsaw is great. I love. So that. why can't Cat and I have something, Mikey? Why you got to be so damn greedy? <laughs> because I don't. I I. I I'm not mad he's about used it. to having all of the horror games. It's, it's well, all yeah, about Mikey of. all the time. You must no. be the most selfish lover. It, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wouldn't you like to know? But no, I'm not. Look, if they came out with a single player Friday game, you know I'm going to play it. I'm not mad about that game. It's just like Kat said, back to back with this news, I, you know, I'd rather just have this still and have a new game. Like it sucks that this has to go. I'm not mad, even if it is a single player game. We'll still play the shit out of it, you know. But it, goddamn man, uh, the Guns Friday game is going to be uh, expiring because the license is done, and obviously they're not renewing it. I didn't think of that. Like I didn't. I don't know how the licensing works enough. Like I thought this game could just live on until literally no one plays it. Apparently that's not the case. On December thirty first. 2024 the game is done so next year on new year's eve it's done and the game's gonna be on sale for five dollars all dlcs will stay on sale sale for one dollar which you know might spike some activity for the next year and a half which is good but goddamn man that sucks yeah i mean you got uh, that texas chainsaw game looks fun I was watching some people play that shit on YouTube. It looked like a good time. I also want to not. Maybe I should bring this up next week when the news is not quite as fresh, because I don't want this to be like an I told you so thing. But one of the things (laughs) and it's going to come across that way. But one of the things that I really like about 
single player games <laughs> is that it's I'm not going to say it never happens, but if you're reliant on servers, your game is always going to have an expiration date. You're always going to pay full game price for something that is not going to be around forever, you know, like and even if they had like a single player mode, even if it wasn't the main feature, like it would be a memento that people can have when the servers shut down. Like I just I've been a part of servers that have shut down and it really sucks, you know, because that's just gone forever. It's money wasted. It's time that like you you no longer have any kind of record of like it really, really sucks. And I, I get tired of being burned by that, you know? Like, single-player games don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, how many times do you play a single-player game? So, if they had... If Gun Media put all of the attention into developing a multifaceted single-player game that they had put into developing the Friday the 13th that we got, there would be achievements, there would be... It, like, a lot of single-game single player games still have some kind of uh, multiplayer option. They have leaderboard systems. There are competitions. There are speed runs. There are like gamers find ways and reasons to play stuff over again if the game is good. Unless the server shuts down and they can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I mean, you'll get you could stretch maybe like what, two years out of a single player game? I am Okay, so this is, and again, there is a multiplayer option. Diablo 4 uh, has just come out. The one thing that I'm trying to do before I pick up a copy of it is I am at like 90, I think I'm at 98% completion of that game uh, on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll always be in favor of multiplayer. I mean, yeah, it sucks when it goes down, but like, when did this game come out? 2018 but also and it's it sucks for future generations also because like i i'm sure that you i i don't know it's just like it's one of those things you've got kids you know and there's that whole like this is the stuff i did when i was a kid like you can share that with like music and movies and shows uh and single player games but like if the server is shut down you know like, this is going to be lost to time. There are going to be old relics of, like, people having video recording of them playing it. And I I don't know. It just it makes me so sad, you know, to think about yeah, stuff like sucks. that. It sucks, man. Because, like, I, you know, I, I talk about Let It Hang all the time. And there's a couple other people, like, me and him. And, you know, I've met people that I have played with for, like, a month or whatever and never spoken to again. But like this, I, there was something about this fucking game, man. Like it, you can communicate. Like they have game chat and everything that isn't on all games and not on most games. And you just communicate on such a level. And like you know, let it hang. Marcus is like a true. Like me and him are very good friends. You know, like it. it I don't know. Like yeah. you just hear stories like that all the time. And scrolling through Wes's tweet when he announced this, like it's just all people saying that. You know, like this game was so special. But you can and, still get together with Let It Hang and play Fortnite or something. Yeah, but it's not. It's like even Texas Chainsaw. And Texas Chainsaw is great. I cannot wait. It's a it's a very, very, very fun game and beautifully made. But it still didn't scratch that Friday itch for me. It just didn't. 
you know like and i talk to people all the time who like oh texas chainsaw yeah yeah but i still want to play this and it's like i don't it's just truly they hit such a perfect note on this game in so many ways and that lawsuit man really really stunted the growth of something great like it truly sucks and I, and like I said, I get it. I really, I do feel for the people that are gonna lose something important because of this shutdown, you know, like it, yeah. it really is a terrible feeling, uh, but it is, it, it's a contributing factor as to like why I, it, and I think everything is kind of temporary, you know, like nothing yeah. ever lasts forever, but it's just there's a certain comfort that I seek in video games where it's like servers aren't always going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's just the reality, like online game, like, you know, that that's just the way it is in general. But it sucks, man. Like to think about what the game could have been had it yeah. not hit that lawsuit thing. Like it, it's still alive. I was just playing it today. It's still full lobbies. No problem. Everything's great like a game that hasn't had an update in who knows how fucking long is still going fairly strong considering like it's just wild man i really wish it could have they could have seen the vision of that game out in its entirety and that just sucks but nonetheless that is all i have for the news uh do you want to press your button <laughs> sure i'm out there wait my button's there. Crazy idiot! Get the fuck out of here! Go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll bait in the ass! Top of Mystery Corner, where our listeners anonymously submit memes for me to just react to on the show. Alright, that's a good one. Yeah, we describe them on the show we the the memes go up on patreon i don't even want to look at it <laughs> all right let's see we we've done this before haven't we uh no <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah there was a speaking to my cat in italian one yeah that well, was similar but was different i'm trying to Brand, I'm trying to like spread some of these out because I might or might not have gotten an influx of Italian cat memes recently. <laughs> All right. Well, it it's a it's somebody doing the capiche hand like upside down, petting a cat on the head. The cat looks pissed. By the way, um, this looks familiar as shit. Low tier meme. Whoever sent this in, shame on you for doing Top it in the meme. first place. But um, yeah, I'm not happy about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's good looking stuff. I like it. I thought it was pretty good. I don't like it. Well, let's see if this lifts you up a little more. Are you ready for the Tony Danza fun whoa, fact whoa, of the week? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Time out. Time out. No, I'm not ready. Hold on. Time out. Did, did you hear what happened last week? Uh-uh. What happened last week? I got like three Danzas. <laughs> What's that going to happen this time? Yeah, but but Allie gave a Danza. Allie did another fucking the, the stupid thing that she makes all the goddamn time. Clown penis. And then you remotely gave a danza that was given that to was me. just that was just for fun that wasn't for the show you guys brought that up that's not my fault but you submitted it and cat read it and i got an extra danza i feel like i should like th this should retroactively cancel out I this danza. you're right i i gave you a danza i absolutely promise i won't give you a danza this week 
See, but I, I should get a Danza at all this week, right? Tony Danza hosted his own TV <laughs> talk show, the Tony Danza Show, that was produced each weekday in his hometown of New York and was syndicated across the United States. I am begging one of the patrons to pick the Tony Danza talk show for a movie yeah. this week. <laughs> it's not horror. We can't watch it. I, I don't. I don't care about Tony Danza. Anonymously, this was sent to us too. Completely anonymous. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So there you go, Mikey. That's your Tony Danza fun fact of the week. He had his own TV talk show, The Tony Danza Show, syndicated across the United States, bringing joy to the hearts of Italian-American households everywhere. Isn't that fun? Allison. Huge clown penis. Allie's not here this week, Mikey. No, no, no. no. Allie submitted this. This is Allie's template. That's a, those are anonymous. You, you, we don't know that. I do know come, that. There's no way to there. tell. Could have been anybody. She's literally sent me this. The first time she ever did it was with this template. We know. By the way, what? Allie, you're totally stupid, different picture. Your stupid little blurb about the Danza fact. I don't know how the hell she got it black over there and white over there. That's actually slightly impressive. It's too close to the end and it just looks like shit. This is the worst one. So, you know. Well, to be fair to whomever made it, Allie did. I sent them the fact a little late in the game. Ah. So it was a, a bit of a rush job. Um, mm. But that would just be to whomever made it. We don't know who it is. Mm. No way to tell. Yeah, there's Completely. no excuse for, you know, piss poor performances around here. Completely that, unclear. Who no. What I'm those. hearing is that you want a higher standard of Tony Danza fun fact. What is I'm that correct? No, what I'm saying is... Can I quote she, you? She needs to stop doing it altogether. But... I mean, it, it, apparently that's not fucking working. Like, if you're going to do it, Allie, I mean, you know my OCD. Get get that shit away from the line, man. What fuck you doing? What but, I've heard is Mikey gives us permission to do more Tony Danza. No, 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 no more Danzas. Rob, don't send them the fucking Danza fact. How about that? Well, but how would we then get the, the pretty pictures? We, we, <laughs> we, we don't need the pretty pictures. We're supposed to go in our book. No, 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 these yeah. do not go in the book. The whole section of our ebook that's going to have those in it. No, these unfortunately go up on Patreon. I don't even want them on there. I don't want See? them on here. The, pat the patrons love it, Mikey. It's the patrons' favorite uh, segment on the entire show. Yeah. I don't care. We've heard that from Miki. I bet they're turning it off right now. They already heard the fun fact. They're done. They're not even going to listen to the rest of our bullshit. <laughs> I don't care. No more. No more. No, no more until next week. No, 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 not no more till next week. No more. That's what period. I said, no more till next week. We're no, good. no, no, no more. Done. End of sentence. No next week. Just no more, period. Mike, if it makes you feel better, I promise not to give you a ton of dance off on fact next week. This is getting out of hand. This is getting out of hand. But we do have a Huckleberry Humphrey Hillbilly hoedown. Oh, we got one. All right. We do, which is similar to the Gobbagoli Mystery Corner, except we celebrate Rob's move down south. And this also goes up on Patreon. There you go. All right, let's see what we got here. Aww. All right, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't care for somebody fucking with my dog like that. They didn't really fuck with the dog. Eh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Her eyes don't look like that. It's mostly you, though. It is mostly me. Um, and that's okay. I think this is AI slightly. Maybe. I don't know. Because you uh, look very so different uh, also. It's, uh, 
the picture that I use on profile on uh, most of my social media stuff it's me and my dog and uh, it's uh, I'm wearing uh, clown makeup <laughs> and my dog apparently has uh, some clown makeup on her eyes which I don't care for um, and it says uh, Humphrey Dumpty and his sidekick Biddy Bones which is not my dog's name are ready for the <laughs> gathering of the juggalos um that's okay. I mean, look, I you know, we I talked about it on the show before. The Gathering of the Juggalos happened near my uh, house where I used to live, and I almost went, decided not to. Uh, my dog's name is Bailey, by the way, not whatever the fuck that said. I don't think it's... like That's not even you in the picture. If you look enough. Let me look. Like, I, I feel like this is... Because I, I see the dog is very ai that's not even your dog. Uh, you've seen the picture that I use yeah. on my profile, right? Yeah, but look at your face. That's not you. Look at the Very eyes. Very close. Yeah, it's AI altered. So yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's paint on the dog's face. I think it's just that's how the AI generated the dog. The AI doesn't know what a dog looks like. Mm, AIs don't well. know possums either. <laughs> but that's right. not even you, man. It's close though. Almost close. a possum there is yeah. the ai is getting better at possums i think single-handedly because slasher radio yeah. fans have been yeah. feeding it so many possums that is a close approximation to me but i think you're right you know the one thing that, that really sort of tips it off my glasses aren't on there ah, i didn't even notice that but i mm -hmm. noticed around the eyes is very and the forehead's not you but it is scary how close the ai was to, mm -hmm. was getting to that fucking pit because it's very i had to look at it again and realize yeah, that is very close, but yeah. That's not you yeah, or your right. dog in that thing, but it's a perfect pose. Yeah, it's pretty close to looking my dog, too. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, what I'm it, saying. It does look a lot like my dog with, with shit on its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think that's just how it drew the dog. Like, yeah. The AIs aren't great with animals. Pretty good with horses, though, I'll admit. I've I learned too much about AIs because I don't want to know more about you and AI horses. I was just going to ask, <laughs> what have you been asking the AI, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of AI shit, man. The, the horses look good. Very, yeah, very good horses. Possums, not so much. Dogs, that's a good looking dog. It's a pretty, pretty close approximation of my dog. Yeah, it got so close to the picture. That's wild. Yeah. Huh. All right. We need less AI in this world. Seriously, we're going to get taken over. I don't know. And everyone's going to be shocked. I know. It's like nobody saw and the And they're going to kill Mikey first, apparently. That'd be some shit. I'm as big as a... Yeah, it's trained to aggravate me already. So I'm fucked with all this. All right. No more Dan's of crap. No more Gabagoli. We're going to get to the movie. We're going to take a quick break, though. And we'll be right back to talk apt people. All right, so Kat, this was your movie pick. Yeah. Tell everybody why you picked this one out of all the movies in the world. Explain yourself, Kat. Out of all the movies in the world, I it's our last Stephen King movie was Cujo. I was not tired of Stephen King movies last uh, like two weeks ago when I picked this. Uh, um, I I think it's one that doesn't get talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, I've just been looking for an excuse to watch it again because I haven't seen it for a long time. <laughs> right. So I, I dragged everyone with me for my rewatch. 
That happens sometimes. I did that with a Blair Witch Book of Shadows, remember? Yeah. <laughs> we'll say, though, uh, I didn't know how I would feel about it on the rewatch. I know I was really impressed with it the first time around. I, I didn't know if it held up. I wanted to see. I did think, unlike with Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, there was a chance that one or both of you could potentially like this. I know Rob says he thought we might come around on Book of Shadows, but I have my uh, doubts. I'm suspicious. That was a swing and a miss on that one, Rob. Well, to be fair, I didn't like Blair Witch Book of Shadows either. I had read (laughs) uh, arguments from people who were trying to convince me online that it was a better movie than I remembered. Some of those arguments were really convincing. Yeah. Well, They were wrong, but they (laughs) were eloquent. I hope we've learned to watch bullshit on your own time. Don't bring it into (laughs) the show. Um, I... I, I'm interested to talk with, to you guys about this. I'd never seen that people before. It's a movie I've seen the name floating around. I just never got to it. I'm going to go back and forth when discussing this. Okay. All right. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but there's a lot of things that, well, a good amount of things that pissed me off. There was some stuff I, I didn't like, but ultimately I'm going to be talking about what I wish this movie was. Okay. I, also, um, on the rewatch, I'm not, I will say, I'm not nearly as impressed with it uh, today as I was the first time I saw it. I really like bits and pieces of it, um, which we'll be getting into a little bit more. There are a lot of things in the book uh, that were just a lot better. Um, the book was a lot grittier. They pushed a lot of these topics a lot further, and I think that helps a lot. You know, because this one is uh this one I it's more of a drama in some places than it needed to be, but I'm on a similar page. There are things I wish it would have done different. Okay, Rob, do you have any opening thoughts? So I posted a you know a now watching thing like I always do with all these movies, and somebody in a Facebook group, a horror movie group on Facebook that I'm part of, commented that uh, this is a Stephen King movie that deserves a wider audience. And to that person, I say, uh, I could not disagree more. Uh, (laughs) I believe that maybe the audience is too big for this movie. Uh, I don't think this movie knows what the fuck it is um, or what it's trying to say. Or maybe even worse, it doesn't it isn't trying to say anything. Um, I think that there is something interesting that could have been there. But no one who made this movie was either talented or smart or both enough to actually make a movie that had any sort of real meaning or thought that went into it. Um, I hated this movie. Damn. Okay. I I didn't like <clears throat> I didn't like what they put in front of us. Like at the movie, finished product. I liked things in it, and I wish they would have did more of certain things uh i i the um short shorts from funny games mm-hmm. <laughs> might be my most hated character of any horror movie maybe mm-hmm. off the top of my head uh this little cocksucker mm-hmm. the kid in this one he's right up there that's one of my notes about this movie i said mm-hmm. this movie's starting to make me side with a nazi dude yeah because this kid's a fucking asshole and i want this nazi to just murk him and get away with it 
Yeah. Yeah, he should stand in front of a judge and a jury and be acquitted of all charges for what he did to this little fuck. And we'll we'll get to why he pissed me off. I mean, I don't think we need to. Anyone who's seen the movie. But <laughs> there are uh, a lot of reasons. Yeah. And I, I just didn't like the setup really with him either. Like the whole thing. Like I read the the little blurb about the movie before. And pretty much it said that, you know, this kid found out his neighbor was a Nazi, whatever he was, and back in during the Holocaust. And that's interesting to me. There's something that could have been interesting here. It's just not here. And it's like the kid just comes home from school and goes over to this dude's house and it's like, hey, yeah, I got you by the balls. And (laughs) I'm a fucking forensic mastermind, apparently. (laughs) I dusted your mailbox for fingerprint. Who the fuck like like who goes that far at that point in life to be able to do that? And I don't like that setup was all like to come in to they really could have pulled a story where he was genuinely interested and the dude didn't want to do it and it was a back and forth and he gave in. That would have been believable, not what they did. Uh, so I, depending on how I look at this movie, I like it to varying degrees. I think. Um, there was, there was a lot that was missing out of this. Uh, there were a lot of things that I like about it. Uh, the performances I thought were really excellent. I think the premise is better than the movie delivered, uh, Mm -hmm. which is one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, and this one in particular, because it is based off of a novella that I've, I've read, I've seen it done better. I've literally seen that version where it's uh, less frustrating. Not that it's perfect either, but it is scarier. Uh, It is less frustrating in a lot of places, like the fingerprint thing. In the book, uh, it's very much like, it's the same, it's almost the same words, but there's kind of this recurring theme in the book where you get the feeling that Todd is a pathological liar. So you don't know... (laughs) Like, it's established very early. We don't know if he has fingerprints. We don't know if this is, like, an intimidation tactic. Like, you never know what the fuck that kid is doing, right? And in this one, he says that he's, like, fingerprinted the mailbox and you believe him, you know? (laughs) You're just like, this is the kind of nerd that is, you know, too much of an idiot to just psychologically scare this guy. You fully believe he has the fingerprints and stuff. And that, I... It made it less believable, weirdly, you know? Yeah. Uh, And yeah, there's a lot of little stuff. Like, I think the premise of this is just so fascinating. Um, And they didn't quite know in the movie where to take it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They got lost along the way. They thought they were being subtle, but really they were just kind of like not sticking to landing. (laughs) No, a subtle storyteller could have done a lot with this premise. Yeah. But there's and no subtlety in what Stephen they're doing King at all. did, honestly. I, again, uh-huh. not perfect, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this movie is, it's, I, I honestly, watching it, I, I found it borderline offensive in, in, in certain ways. I mean, I get that we use Nazis all the time in all sorts of different ways as the big bad guys, you know, because yeah. they're the most evil fucking people you could ever think of. Yeah. But there's something about this movie in particular in the way that the Holocaust and the Nazis were used that really just pissed me off. Like, I, 
it's invoked, they invoke this evil for no particular fucking reason. They're not trying to say anything. So, and this that, movie isn't important enough to get to invoke that. I kind of agree with you. I, I don't entirely in that I do think I understand kind of what they were trying to say. Uh, but I don't think they said it well enough, like you said, to really justify invoking this. I think part of the thing was, I, and I could be way off base here. What I got was that they were trying to, to comment. There was some commentary that was lost about how fascination with the, uh, like with the Holocaust especially, has become kind of an evil in itself you know like there yeah. there's studying it for the wrong reasons there's being mm -hmm. interested in things through the wrong lens and i think they kind of set up that story with todd where it was like you know here's a bad reason why you can learn about world war ii uh and yeah. it's to, to because you know you're interested in all of the terrible things and what that feels like and that might mean you're a psycho like i i think they started on that path but the direction that they took it, they just like they needed to do more with it to make it count. Yeah, they didn't know? go enough in that direction. They it, set it up and then they just didn't do anything with yeah. it. And then it's like, well, at that point, it really it could have been a serial killer. It could have been it could have been anything. It didn't yeah. need to be Nazis. I mean, so really, there are two things, two types of movies, mostly that that invoke Nazis. Right. There's dumb stuff that's dumb fun, like Dead Snow. Yeah. Or whatever. Where you're laughing at Nazis. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that because it's That's just fine. fucking, it's silly and it's fun and it's fine and whatever. Okay. And then there's, you know, Schindler's List, which is a whole different thing, right? It treats it with a bunch of fucking reverence and, and all of that. This movie doesn't do either of those. This movie, I think, thinks that it's closer to Schindler's List than it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. So it just really rubbed me the wrong fucking way. I, I completely get what you mean because I, I had, a similar i actually took a similar note to that um where it's like i think there is having the the two sides of the nazis are bad in cinema coin are like the ideas are dumb and inconsistent and we should make fun of them because those ideas are bad uh the one that i pulled was actually um Iron Sky. I don't know why that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> uh, but, you know, also an example of that, I guess. Uh, and then movies that do treat it more seriously, uh, where even though, I don't want to say respect, but there's like a, like you said, reverence, you know, there's, a, this is a serious topic. They were scary for this reason, you know, like they did a lot of damage and that's, that's something serious. And I this one I think wanted to do something with the idea that there was like I I think it wanted to say that there were n Nazis that were dangerous not just because they were Nazis but because they were bad people you know and it but again it 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 didn't get there all the way you know yeah yeah and that you know a little bit to that point was that they had this kid like. He wasn't, he didn't come across in the movie how they portrayed him and what he was doing. It didn't come across as he's interested in this and he wants to learn, which I would imagine the premise of the book was. I don't know, but it, 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 
he was like scarily obsessed with it. But well, no, that actually um in the book he it's the same kind of thing. Um he's just a sadist, and this is his but he wants praised for it uh so this is like his equivalent of like torturing animals or whatever where he's just like how much can i learn about this and let it be for school and then it turns out not very much because apparently they only taught the holocaust for one week in his school uh so he was like how else can i learn about this and ask a bunch of really morbid questions um but a lot more of the focus was on him and the questions because he does kind of start the line of questioning off like what was the war like? And, you know, how did you feel about the war? And then it, it we get to see more of the questioning. So it, it evolves a little bit more slowly into, you know, because in the movie, it's just a one month time skip where they've already been talking about this stuff for a month that we didn't get to see, you know? Yeah. Um, which and then you don't really know what his motivation is for asking all yeah. these questions. <laughs> it's just like very off-putting it, but it, it came off like kind of like rob was saying like it just it did rub me the wrong way man like he's sitting there I, I mean the dream he had a nightmare of it they have one scene of that 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 showed some fear and like it was you know like i i, I get that part of it like that actually like i wish there was more of that where it was that kind of pissed me off too I mean, I wasn't thrilled about it either. I couldn't figure out what this movie was trying to say. And I kept getting at least twice in this movie, I believe you're presented with imagery and and things that make it seem like this movie is comparing the Holocaust to fucking being in high school. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah. And so is that really what they're fucking trying to tell me? You know, (laughs) what? What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. And and but that's a very good point. But I mean, it just it it yeah, the, I, the idea of it haunting him, I like better than him sitting in a classroom drawing fucking swastikas and him sitting in his room with all this fucking Nazi shit all over the floor. You mm-hmm. know, like it's just like, damn, dude, like this is like he needs fucking help. Like I was how was how his parents not caught him with this shit all over the place? Like like yeah. he's sitting there praising it like it's just really fucking weird well there's i know there's the one dream thing and then there's also when he's in the shower after gym class or whatever yeah yeah and all of a sudden it switches to like i don't know what the fuck like he's in a shower at fucking in a concentration camp or something and i was just like you've got to be fucking kidding me and the movie's not telling me anything else so as I'm looking for a meaning here i'm like is this what the message of this movie is that high school's like the holocaust <laughs> So I, I never saying, got that, but like when you say it, I can kind of see yeah. how you would walk away yeah. thinking that, and that's not good. If there was another message that was glaringly clear, then I wouldn't have thought that. But that's what I—that's oh, what I saw. So that's what I started to take away, and then I was just pissed, and I was done with the fucking movie at that point. You know, like now yeah. I'm just going to ride the string out. The biggest problem with this movie, uh, other than that, is the fact that it's really a two-character movie. You've got the boy and you've got the old man, and there are other people around. I mean, there's his family, but they're hardly in the movie. There's his guidance counselor, which David Schwimmer's mustache, by the way, is the scariest <laughs> fucking thing in this movie. <laughs> that fucking thing. Holy shit. Um, but, and, and so there are other characters, but they're hardly in the movie. It's really just centered on the boy and the, the old man. And neither one of those characters have much substance to them either. 
it's just like it's poorly written or something. There's just not enough meat on the bone for them to be doing whatever the fuck it is they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't see it that way, but mm. Yeah, I definitely so I think the takeaway I that we were supposed to have, uh it's not the takeaway they gave us. I I do think it's supposed to be about a young man who's having like a sort of I don't want to say like an existential crisis, but he's learning that he has like violent tendencies uh and is trying to learn like what makes people do terrible things but the more he learns about it the more he wants to do terrible things you know because it the it opens up with that quote you know where he's asking what makes people do the things that they do uh i think that i i genuinely believe that is what they were trying to do uh but they sidetracked so early that it's yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't have the benefit of having read the novella. Yeah. So I don't know what Stephen King had in mind with this story or, or what his purpose for the story was or anything else. I just have to watch the movie that's in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of see that in the movie, but not really because, and I think the problem is, um, we don't really see this kid turning into an asshole. He's just already a fucking asshole. Yeah. 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 He and is. I think had we seen a little bit of this kid like becoming an asshole along the way, then I would have have maybe seen that journey more. But there's no character arc for this kid. He starts out an asshole and he ends an asshole. Yeah. Um, and there's no story arc for the old man either. He's a fucking Nazi and he dies a fucking Nazi. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know what the hell to say, man. It just that that's the truth. They didn't they, and they tried, they started to do a little something here and there with these characters and they just never fucking did it. And it's really annoying. It is um out of the re- so out of the rewatches uh that I've had on this show, I think this is I it's not my biggest drop in score by any means. Uh cuz some of these rewatches really do get me, but it is one of the more difficult ones because I have I I think just because I watched it so close to reading the book, uh, and I still in high school, like I watched this during my Holocaust unit, I think. Like it wasn't that far apart. Uh I do have like fond memories, but I think I was remembering what the movie was trying to do and not like what I actually got. You know what I mean? And I and it sucks because I think. I think there were a lot of opportunities for this to tell a really interesting story. And it, I, and I remembered it doing that and it sucks that it didn't. No, no. It didn't. And I mean, we could talk about that uniform scene too, man. That kid should have got the fucking piss kicked out of him. Yeah. Like he's screaming at this dude. And like, it, it just, it was like, kind of like Rob said, you almost feel bad for the Nazi guy, especially in that scene. Cause you know, he opens it, the kid's so excited, which is fucking weird. And he's just horrified. Cause you know, like granted he, he, he's a shitty person and all. Yeah. But like, 
you know, he's went all these years and he's obviously like trying to put that behind him and whatever the fuck he's got going on. And you could see the, like, you know, it's not a joke to him. Like this is yeah. fun to him. Like, and the kids loving it. And, and it had that moment with him and, you know, like it, he's screaming at him to put it on. It's like, at what point, like you don't come into my goddamn house and tell me what to do. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. It just, it really like it, it got like they did such a good job towards the end of it though, where the kid's screaming at him to march and he doesn't want to fucking do it. And then he's telling them what to do every step of the way. And then he just starts doing his own shit. Like he's reverting back to that time and he kind of, you know, gets taken over by it. And then what? That scene, I think, is really, like, one of the areas of most missed potential, yes. like, in the entire, because you're right, like, there's a moment, and it's uncomfortable, it's really uncomfortable, but there is that moment yeah. where you do feel bad for the Nazi, yeah. and you're like, you know, because he's, you know, the, and he's being manipulated in that situation. Like there's a power imbalance. You feel really bad. And there's a moment. And I think this is one of the best like performance moments in the, uh, in the entire movie where you can tell that he's taking it really seriously. And he knows that it's not a joke. And I think that circles back around to what the point of the story was supposed to be. Like there are little glimpses that we get of it. And I think that one moment where you can just see how seriously, like, when he's wearing the uniform, you can see how seriously he's taking it. And um, like when he opens it up the first time and he has that like really guttural reaction to it, like that is top tier acting. Like it was so good. Uh, I do think the best part about this movie is the performances. Uh, mm. And that was just one of those moments that I really appreciated. But it again, they don't really push it far enough. And then, you know, there's kind of this thing after that where the story does really get muddled because after that he starts to like these violent tendencies start to resurface. And then it's like, if he wasn't someone that felt bad about it, like it's one thing to feel bad for the Nazi if he really is trying to turn his life around. But apparently like putting on the uniform and having this kid irritate him, like resurface a bunch of violent tendencies. And then it's like, was he like this during the war? You know, and the movie doesn't really answer those questions. And it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and, and I thought they were on to because, like, I'm not gonna lie, I was really bored throughout the you know <laughs> the beginning of this, and I'm questioning whether it's even a horror movie, and you know, like they they touched on certain things where it kind of felt like it was going in that that I thought we were off to the races. I was like, yeah. okay, all right, we're all right, we here we go. I gave you know, give it a little time, and now I was doing something. And like, is it just never fucking got there, man? And then followed up by that, they had the scene with the the Nazi dude and the cat in the backyard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I fucking hated that because, like, goddamn man, what the hell that cat do to you? And you know, he tries to put it in the oven, and you know that whole situation. Thank God the cat got away. That guy's an asshole. But you know, I I was dude, I I was I was in at that point because I was like, okay, all right, so now I see it's starting to overcome him. I thought he was going to start killing people. Like maybe he grabbed the mailman. It's like, who the fuck knows, you know? Yeah. And I thought that's where it was going. And they, uh, I mean, they had to follow up with the fucking little shit kid with the bird. Um, and he was throwing up enough bricks to build the house over there. And that, yeah, that, good Lord, that kid sucks at basketball. <laughs> Not a Steph Curry. 
That's they for sure. do establish his game as baseball, <laughs> well, and then yeah. they really hammer it in. Yeah, he sucked. But you know, they they had that to kind of follow up the cat thing. And then they, which I didn't think was needed. This kid is clearly a dick. We don't need to know he's more of a dick. But the the cat thing, like, dude, they just abandoned it entirely. I couldn't believe they they didn't even progress with that. That was the biggest mistake of this movie. Well, they brought he brought the homeless guy back. Yeah, but they, but they they were like, I felt like there should have been a like a progression there. Yeah, it was the cat thing. A bunch of bullshit with the the battle for this kid's fucking grades all of a sudden. Like I want to sit and watch that, <laughs> and then boom, homeless dude. It's like, dude, where where the like you just left it, and then just went to the end. Like that was that's dog shit storytelling. I couldn't believe the that fucking, was the grades. I mean, oh, when that started coming, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Now I got to oh. watch a story about this kid and his fucking report card. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Uh, that's it's one of the because I feel like the book is paced better. Uh, okay. So there was a lot of stuff like the grades that like I, some stuff doesn't translate well to screen. I think yeah. uh, is the moral of the story because <laughs> I uh, I remember watching it and it was like there are enough plot points in common with the book that like on the surface I kind of don't want to be mad about it. But again, having that distance, having like several years of distance between reading the book and watching the movie today. It was just like watching like a random high school arc like inserted <laughs> into this like really serious movie. And it, it in the book, it makes sense because it's like the, it, in the book, it's a lot more about the parallels of like how the little precursors to violent acts can escalate on a larger scale. Right. Like we get to see that arc where Todd is like a very good kid at school. He's like an upstanding member of the community. He does charity work like he has this very pristine image. And then we get to see like this new side of him as it develops into something very sinister and terrible. And then we also like at the same time are learning more and more, you know, about the Nazi journey uh, as it progresses. And it's like it's about these little parallels. And the thing with the grades makes a lot more sense. Because it's like just one of those things for Todd that's starting to slip. He's starting to get isolated. Like that stress is being put on him. And it it wasn't really about the grades. But then when you take like all of the psychological, you take all the narration out and, you know, like all of the good writing out, it really is just about a kid trying to get A's at school. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? It's so stupid. It's like fucking watching um, Finding Forrester or something all of a sudden. It's fucking weird. And then, uh, and what's with uh, David Schwimmer, his guidance counselor, showing up to his house at, towards the end of the movie asking questions? Like, motherfucker, I graduated already. Get yeah. off my porch. I, I, since you brought it up, that was a, then he just pulls out the blackmail card again. Yeah. Like, dude. It, it, so that was one thing that I did like. Uh, really? Is the way that he pulls out the, it's like the one thing that they tie back around in this movie is because the blackmail card that he pulls is he has reversed roles in this situation because he uses the same phrasing that the Nazi used against him and not the same phrasing that he used against the Nazi which I think is supposed to show like the full it, he's gone full circle now like he's on the other side of it uh I did like that part 
I do think it was very stupid that David Schwimmer was at his house. Like, yeah, I hated it, man. That kid talked to me like he was talking to. I, I mean, he's out of school now, and he's an eighteen-year-old guy. You, you hit him. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking to like that, bro? I'm David Swimmer with a weird mustache. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. Yeah, but the flip side of that is, is if I'm 18 and out of school, and my guidance counselor shows, if my guidance counselor from high school showed up at my front door today asking me fucking questions, I would kick their ass. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, he really had him by the balls, man. Like he's in real deep in that with that Nazi dude, and he. He, his guidance counselor is going to tell his parents like he's going that's going to fuck him like maybe not school wise but his parents are going to be pissed not that bad he's already got a lawyer <laughs> yeah. his dad's got a lawyer he does not have a lawyer he's going to need a lawyer and again it, it's frustrating because we've already established I guess on this one he's not as much of like a pathological liar we know what is and re- is not real in the movie which was like a psychological component I felt was missing but we know that he is capable of lying and then he just like he lets the guidance counselor like kind of bully him into this corner where it's like just say that you just be honest about it be like things at home weren't doing so good uh i had my friend uh because it's already established that he's friends with the nazi you know he can just be like i had my friend pretend to be my grandpa like what what difference is it gonna make at that point he's graduated you know there's enough plausible deniability there that he doesn't have to like fully freak out the way he does yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to admit to anybody that he knew the guy was a Nazi. He'd be like, "I just thought he was my old fucking neighbor." Yeah, and that's already what he's doing. Like he's already yeah. lying about it. But I, I, another thing that makes this movie uncomfortable to watch. And I I had seen this one other time, like when it was new, like when it first came out on fucking VHS or whatever. Uh, my ass picked it up at Blockbuster or some bullshit. Um, and I didn't really remember it when Kat suggested it. I knew I had seen it. I didn't think much of it the first time. Uh, but it had been, you know, that long since I wouldn't it come out in 98 or whatever. Yeah. So um, sitting down to watch it today, uh, <laughs> the. Brian Singer's name being attached to this movie makes it really unpleasant to watch. Um, I, I don't know if you guys felt that, even, or even if you're familiar with Brian Singer, but no, I was going to say I don't even know what the thing with Brian Singer is. Brian Singer is uh, he directed this movie. He directed a lot of stuff. He made the the uh, Usual Suspects and um, uh, a handful of the X Men movies. And he uh, he was a producer uh, on the Taking of Dever Logan and Trick or Treat, you know, for our horror audiences. Uh, but his career came to an abrupt end after he was accused of uh, liking to touch little boys. Oh, oh boy. Um, yeah. Nice. And we'll get into this in fun facts, but a lot of it seems to <laughs> start with app pupil. Uh, oh, no. Um, but when you watch this movie and you have that lens on it, this is a really it's creepy, but in a whole fucking way, you don't want things to be creepy. Oh, my God. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of scenes in here of uh, high school boys in the shower. Yeah. And uh, our boy, uh, the asshole guy laying in bed with his shirt off and just that yeah. sort of creepy stuff. And the idea you... that he's going to accuse David Schwimmer of being, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> molesting him. 
You know, that makes it even more creepier. Did you notice when the asshole kid was laying in the bed with his shirt off? Like, the, the camera was, like, focused. And I mean, yeah. it was spinning and everything was the effect. But it was the main center of that camera was the kid's ab, like his abdomen yeah. area. Yeah, I noticed that this time watching it because I saw Brian Singer's name ahead of it. <laughs> I thought that was when, so weird. When I saw directed by Brian Singer, I was like, oh, God, little did I know fucking David Schwimmer's mustache was going to be the creepiest thing in the movie. But... <laughs> no, man, I, I think that was the creepiest because it's like, you know, he's laying in bed contemplating whatever the fuck the scene's supposed to mean. And you, we've seen it dozens and dozens of times in horror movies. And it's like you focus on the person's like face and you know like their their thoughts what they're thinking yeah right that's what the scene's about and i'm like why is it like but because it cut back and forth from shit and every time it was a slightly different angle but it all of them were focused on this kid's fucking abdomen yeah. i was like what the fuck is it's a that? weird fucking shot and so it's weird. even weirder when you consider that brad renfro at the time the actor was 14 years old yeah he's a kid right right yeah yeah that's fucking weird man yeah knowing that that's even fucking yeah that's even weirder uh knowing he's 14 explains also why so there was some stuff uh, there was a lot of stuff that for uh just like screen rating reasons got toned down uh there there was one scene in particular that got like toned way down and it it makes more sense why knowing that the actor was not i i always assumed that he was maybe not like an adult but like you know older teen when they filmed this he's 16 in the movie right that is creepy i don't like that i don't like that yeah, information. Uh, i'm pretty sure let me let me double check that real quick but i'm pretty sure i read he was 14 when they made it Either way, like he in the movie, he's a high school kid. Like it's fucking yeah. weird, you know. Like I didn't like that. I I didn't, I didn't notice the thing with the abs, but there, yeah, oh, I thought weird. about it a couple times because there were weird undertones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. According to IMDb, Brad Renfro was fourteen at the time of filming. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, on thanks. the other side of that coin, to be fair. Uh, obviously I could have did without the 14 year old kid scenes like that, but I also just as equally could have done without the old man ass and dick that I seen in this movie as well. So leave that there. Yeah. I mean, again, it's being in high school is just like being in the Holocaust, Mikey. <laughs> I didn't get that, man. But just, like I said, since you brought it up, it, yeah, it, it gets the, those vibes. Doesn't it? Yeah. I have no fucking idea what this movie was trying to do. Oh, man. Uh, and it went, it just wouldn't fucking end. Jesus Christ. I literally out loud groaned when I checked the time of the fucking thing. I was like, <laughs> 20 minutes left? I thought it was 20 minutes left fucking 15 minutes ago. Like, well, it's almost uh, two hours long, which is, again, way too long for a movie that has Very long. nothing yeah. to say and doesn't really go anywhere. It, they could have taken a lot, a good amount of shit out, went further with a couple of things, with a shorter runtime, and had a pretty good movie. Honestly, um, there is, I, I, so it's too long, uh, especially for what it accomplishes, uh, yeah. which is nothing virtually. I, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do think, like, I didn't feel the runtime either time. I was really surprised when I put it on and saw that it was two hours because I remember, I, I remember really liking this one. Uh, I, I sat down. I didn't like it as much this time, but we've had movies on here that have been 
like two hours where I've, I feel like I felt the runtime more on other things. Like this one, I kept, I kept expecting it to be worth it, you know, and it never really was, but I, I was enjoying the performances for the most part along the way, you know? Yeah, the Nazi dude, whoever played that, that guy, like he he was he was pretty. Whoever really played good. that? Yeah, I don't I, I Sir didn't Ian McKellen. Oh, okay. I, I didn't look into any <laughs> if I'm not interested in a movie, I my, my research on it is very minimal. I, I, I don't I don't even Rob Humphrey's name. hero Gandalf. <laughs> oh god. Didn't see those movies either. Uh, but <laughs> I don't, I don't could, mind Gandalf. You know, it was he's Bilbo done. that you yeah, didn't like, fuck right? <laughs> Yeah, he did great. His performance was great. Like they were like when he was describing certain things, when he was talking to the kid and answering his questions, he got dark. You know, like I I, I felt that a couple times. You know, like he did good. The performance was fine. I mean, that little fuck was terrible. But the you know, other than him, the performances were fine. It's just what they were given to do wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because Ian McKellen's one of our finest actors, Mikey. Okay. Um. But he, I read, uh, he made a comment, actually, I don't know if I have that in fun facts or not, but uh, he uh, he was not a, a, he didn't seem to be a huge fan of this movie. He said his character felt like it was nothing but one note evil. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that. There There's no subtlety or, or any any depth to any of the characters in this movie. Which is, I I think that's what it boils down to, is that this is a story that is a psychological character piece, and the movie doesn't do any of those things, you know? Like... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I can definitely see that, because I I think that if you're going to tell this story and you give these characters depth and, and dimension instead of just... I mean, both of them really are just fucking evil fucks. Yeah, then then maybe you've got something interesting there. And because it wasn't like uh, all of the things that they did differently in the book, it, it's not like it was a huge difference, but the way that it was framed was different. Like the depth of the characters was different. The way that it built tension left you, it, it left you surprised, but not confused, which is something that this movie couldn't quite land. And it's, it is very frustrating because it could have been good. I, I think this could have been if you take the same cast uh, at at the time, you know, and and you give them a good script for this. I this could have been an incredible movie. It could have been. It very well could have been. Honestly, and it just, it's it's not. No, and it hurts. I, I mean, I, I can go on about shit I don't I didn't like that they did and things that I wish they would have done. Like, I, I mean, I, I can go on about that forever. The last thing I have to bring up is I don't think this is a horror movie. I think it's very borderline, but it's borderline. I mean, certainly horrific elements to it. Um, yes. But I don't uh, think that was enough to drag it over the fence of art. I'm on the fence about this because I do feel I I feel like if you give it a generous interpretation, like if you look at the opening quote and you say, "Okay, 
little psychos trying to figure out what makes someone psycho because he is one spoiler alert like i think if you look at it in the most generous interpretation it's solidly a horror movie but there were a lot of moments in between where they gave us drama you know yeah. and it's I, it you know aspects. if you take away the context from the story you might not see this as a horror movie like at all i get that yeah like it, it had aspects of it sure but if you're looking at a two-hour movie the percentage of horror aspects on here is very low Uh, I, I, like I said, I, I wish it had more, and it had a couple spots where it looked like it was going there, and me, and like that's the hope, and then it never fucking gave it to me. And the scene with the kid in the basement, uh, you know, I guess textbook like psychological horror, like yeah, I mean, yeah, it was there, but textbook horror movie that was the biggest point for it was that kid in the basement with the homeless dude, and even yeah. that was like so underwhelming. Like, you would expect this kid would have went, like, batshit crazy on this guy with all the shit he's got pent up and the favorable position. Like, dude was just stabbed, throw down steps, and laying there. So, uh, you know, it's... It it just, even that. Even Honestly, most- if they had taken that bit, that's, that's maybe the version of apt pupil that would have been best for screen is like if they had condensed all of the setup and they had just put Todd in the basement with a homeless man, he finally figures out that the homeless man like is not evil and decides to kill him anyway. That might have been a better way, you know, to to tell the same story because it wouldn't have been like, oh man, now we feel bad for the Nazi. It would have been like, oh man, this kid's evil also. Which was yeah. <laughs> a uh it it's a different story than the book tells, but I think it's something that would have come across on screen a lot better than what they gave us. Yeah. They missed the boat on that too, man. They could have they could have did something kind of cool there and they didn't talk. So close to so many spots, it just never fucking did it. No. Uh this one this one, uh the again, the rewatch has gotten me. I so this is, uh, I, I talked about how I was really impressed with this one first. And one of the reasons why I wanted to rewatch it is because people have been talking about Stephen King adaptations a lot recently. They've been kind of like ranking them. Uh, there's a new Stephen King movie out. It's been on my mind a lot recently. And for a long time, uh, up until today, because I hadn't seen it for so long, uh, this was kind of, it ranked fairly highly on my list of Stephen King adaptations. Uh, and I'm glad that I've fixed that, I guess. <laughs> we should have done Maximum Overdrive. Oh, God. What if, what if I hate Maximum Overdrive when I rewatch it? Impossible. You might. You <laughs> I might. just rewatched it not long ago. Great movie. Um, and I still, I, I don't hate Apt Pupil. Uh, I, I can't quite get there. But I did not feel comfortable watching it. Uh, and it did commit the biggest sin of missing the point of the source material. Yeah. Like that's that's not good. Rewatch it now that you know what you know about Brian Singer. Uh, uh no, <laughs> uh. this is, this was probably my last watch ever of Apt Pupil. <laughs> and you brought us with you, Kat. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I I don't have anything else. I don't know if you guys want to get into reviews and stuff and. I'm fine uh, with that. I've covered everything I want yeah. to talk about. Yeah, I've covered everything I want to cover. 
Um, mm-hmm. I do have, I'm stealing, I'm stepping on Rob's foot here for a second. I've got a fun fact. Okay. Oh. Uh, this was based off of the quote unquote short story. It was a novella uh, <laughs> by Stephen King. Uh, it came out in his collection, Different Seasons, which is very famous uh, for <laughs> it. Uh, it had apt people uh, as one of the four stories. It had the body, which was the story that inspired Stand by Me, which a very famous movie. Uh, it had the short story Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, uh, which also inspired very critically acclaimed movie Shawshank Redemption. And the fourth story was one called The Breathing Method, the only story from this to win an award. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has a film adaptation. TBA. So I just thought that was Jeez. fun. Uh, yeah. I had I had most of that. I did not know that the other story did not win an award or, or was the only one to win an award. Yeah, it's the only one to win an award. Interesting. Um so the scores for this, uh, we have a tomato meter at 53%. Mm. We have an audience score at 56%. Mm. Uh, IMDB apparently refuses to acknowledge that I had this tab open. Has it at a six point seven out of ten? Jeez, that's um, high. Yeah, I feel uh, the six point seven might be a little bit high as yeah. as it happens. Yeah. Um, I ha- I pulled out two reviews. Uh, both of them are negative reviews. Uh, no, no. Uh, I ha- I did find one good review a lot of the good reviews were like not funny (laughs) Uh, a lot of people on here i i have a theory that the 6.7 is because a lot of people really liked ian mckellen i had a lot of reviews that were just like ian mckellen's amazing which i i agree with but yeah uh it doesn't make the entire movie you know yeah but i did find one that wasn't about ian mckellen and i i have one negative one also um groan no no star rating just grown uh i sincerely hope imdb is false reporting a rumor that stephen king sold the film rights uh apt pupil is one of the worst screen adaptations of a king novel it ranks up there with children of the corn and perhaps ironically worst of all maximum overdrive god damn it (laughs) candy bar candy bar Um, but then he continues, Apt Pupil is one of the most chilling King works I've ever read, with only Children of the Corn being scarier. What? Second candy bar, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a cat and and mouse story of cocky, smart American kid who discovers the man that lives near him is actually a Nazi, one of the high-ranking officers that has thwarted the authorities for decades. Instead of doing the obvious right thing to do and turning him in, the boy engages in a deadly quid pro quo game of blackmail. He tells Arthur Denker, real name Kurt Dusender, to tell him everything that is too explicit for the war books and magazines. The novel has a very dark ending, which you'd expect when a person makes a critically terrible decision and then tries endlessly to cover it up. The movie almost completely sanitizes it. Further, uh, Brad Renfro was the most terrible miscast as Todd Bowden. He acts nothing like Bowden in the book. The pacing for the film is all wrong and never allows any of the characters to sufficiently develop. Only Ian McKellen and the well-intentioned efforts of David Schwimmer save this film from being a total (laughs) skunk. Uh, So someone like David Schwimmer. (laughs) I mean, I didn't mind David Schwimmer in the movie. He was fine. It's just, what the fuck was with that mustache? (laughs) 
That's, That's all for review, Scott. Uh, the the good review that I found that wasn't entirely about Ian McKellen, though he does come up. Um, I I seriously don't think I saw a single review today where Ian McKellen did not come up at all. <laughs> Eight out of ten. This one we have to talk about for the grammar uh, a <laughs> bit. This is almost all lowercase. Um, and the title of the review is SS dot 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 Nazi. <laughs> What a powerful movie, comma, comma, first off, comma, for you action fans, comma, comma. There's not a whole lot of action here. Uh, Now, I'm going to quit reading all the commas. Just imagine constant commas commas. everywhere, it sounds like. Every single place where there should be a period or a comma, there are two commas. Uh, (laughs) Now, with that said, I think you either have to be one of the two nationalities to really appreciate this film. Uh, Jewish or German. I'm German, uh, born there close to Frankfurt. Anyway, the story is about a boy who finds out his next door neighbor is a Nazi war criminal, one of those SS stormtroopers who who killed everyone at Auschwitz or somewhere near there. So you can tell he's very well-versed in history. His German heritage is like really informing this review. Clearly, clearly. Uh, uh, I remember listening to my mother's war tales. I'm glad she didn't watch this with me or she would have had nightmares for sure. I thought this movie is very thought provoking. I have not read the book, so I can't make the comparison to it. Ian McKellen did a very good job here. And the kid is played by Brad Renfro. He didn't do a bad job. His character is so pushy in this movie. I kind of just want to slap him around. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Actual dots. Overall, excellent story. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Excellent uh, story. Excellent story. <laughs> I, I really like the uh, what sells him on it is that he wants to slap the kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Kick that kid's fucking ass. If you yeah. want to slap a kid, good story. Eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, slap the shit out of him. Yeah, did not like that fucking kid. Um, no. Rob, did you notice that last week Cat had a bunch of good reviews and one bad one, and now they switched this time? Well, I would I would assume that's because it's hard to find a bad review of Velocipaster. I can hand you a lot. <laughs> I did not find any better reviews of Blossom Master. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Rob, we got some fun facts, man. Yeah, so Apt Pupil had an estimated budget of 14 million. God damn. Uh worldwide gross eight point eight million. Oh shit. No, Do we know how many millions went to David <laughs> to get him to grow that mustache? Someone got in trouble. Um Sir Ian McKellen admitted that he was surprised uh, to be asked to play the 75-year-old Kirk Dusander uh, since he was only 57 at the time of filming. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Um, one of the pictures of Dusander during World War II was actually a picture of Heinrich Himmler, uh, but they had taken Sir Ian McKellen's face and photoshopped it on top. So, it, Does uh, that have anything to do with why okay. Sir Ian McKellen was not real happy with them by the end I of mean, this I mean, I wouldn't be happy if someone photoshopped my face on him, or I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would not be so pleased. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, finally, uh, for apt pupil, uh, Brian Singer filmed a shower scene in which Todd Bowden, saturated with horrific stories from uh, Kurt Dusander, Imagines his fellow showering students as Jewish prisoners in gas chambers. The scene was filmed at Elliott Middle School in Altadena, California on April 2nd, 1997. 
And two weeks later, a 14-year-old extra filed a lawsuit alleging the singer forced him and other extras to strip naked for the scene. Uh. Two boys, 16 and 17 years old, later supported the 14-year-old's claim. The boys claimed trauma from the experience, seeking charges against the filmmakers, including infliction of emotional distress, negligence, and invasion of privacy. Allegations were made that the boys were filmed for sexual gratification. The local news uh, shows and national tabloid programs stirred the controversy. A sexual crimes task force that included local, state, and federal personnel investigated the incident, and the Los Angeles uh, District Attorney's Office determined that there was no cause to file criminal charges, stating the suspects were intent on completing the professional film as quickly and efficiently as possible. There is no indication of lewd or abnormal sexual intent. The scene was filmed again with adult actors so the film could finish on time. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter uh, wrote that uh, Singer was one of several defendants named in the suits, which reportedly were settled for an undisclosed sum with the the plaintiffs bound by confidential agreement. Um, Brian Singer has a laundry list of these types of uh, accusations against him. You can go uh, look at his Wikipedia page. There's a whole fucking section about it, and he has not worked in quite some time. Um, And then finally, uh, something similar to this movie. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, documentary, The Devil Next Door. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, familiar. But it is uh, about a guy uh, by the name of John, and I'm, I'm going to fuck his last name up, I'm sure. John Dimja. Yeah, see? Uh, mm-hmm. Hello, Chris's drink. Um, <laughs> John Dimjanic, uh, he was accused of war crimes and crimes against humanity carried out while serving as a, uh, as a Nazi guard at extermination camps during World War II. Um, and he was finally uh, captured and uh, I believe sent back to Israel where he stood trial and was found guilty. Um, uh, can you guess where he was living? Oh, God. Next door. Cleveland, Ohio. Ah! Oh, no. The spite <laughs> trivia. Yeah, spite <laughs> trivia. Just spite Jeopardy all over again. <laughs> oh, um, there you go. That's uh, that's the uh, quote unquote fun facts for this film. I was going to say, those are not so fun. No. No, no, but uh, I mean, I, there there is some good that comes out of it. Brian Singer has not worked in quite a while. As a matter of fact, I think the last film he worked on, he was fired from um, the the Freddie Mercury biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's like he started it. I believe he filmed about half of it, and then he was fired for some reason. I don't remember uh, everything about it. And I think that's really the last thing he worked on. Yeah. Uh. Has he ever he was he ever found guilty on anything? I think it's um hold on. I mean I I can find out, I guess. Well, I mean yeah, no, if you don't know, you don't know. I'm no, I, I don't I don't know. Um like at what point though do you keep getting accused of the same fucking thing, you know? That's and, the like, yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. So yeah, on, on his Wikipedia page, there's a section entitled Sexual Assault Allegations. And oh, then God. there's like, you know Jeez. how they have like a section and then subsections? Yeah. Um, this one has 1997 lawsuit, 2014 uh-huh. lawsuits and allegations, 2017 lawsuit, Jeez. and 2019 allegations. Jesus Christ, man. Um, so, you know, whether he was found guilty or not, I kind of feel oh, like yeah, he's yeah. a dude who shouldn't be fucking working. <laughs> That's the problem, though. Yeah, no, I, I, whether he's found, yeah, I agree. But, like, fuck, dude, how many, how many of those allegations do you have of the same fucking thing and, like, they don't. Like something should be looked into more. 
Like yeah, you it looks like I don't see anything where he was actually found guilty. It looks like most of this stuff was settled out of court. I don't know about any sort of criminal charges. But you shouldn't be allowed to keep fucking doing that. I know. Jesus Christ. That's fucked up. Did not know that, but yeah, that's that's crazy. I don't like this movie even more now. It certainly tints it in a different light, doesn't it? Yeah, man. Like I said, I felt I got weird vibes just watching the fucking thing without knowing any of that. And I was like, what the hell? I don't know. Weird fucking movie, man. You guys want to portnoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually know my score. Okay. If you don't mind me going first. Uh, no, this movie dragged on way too long. It was way too long. Um, I mean, the Nazi guy took fucking he 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 was just dying throughout the whole like just fucking die already, man. Like it, so many things. I just wanted it to be over. They missed a lot of points, but I'm not going to give it a complete like just utter obliterate obliterated score because there was they did certain things. The couple of things, the couple of diamonds in that rough shined really bright, and it was nowhere near enough to overcome you know a lot of the things that they did wrong but there was so much hope in certain spots of this thing and it was you know like i I, i'm i don't like to sit in classes and learn about it but i mean i like to look through like history and everything at my own pace and you know like i find that stuff interesting and this definitely piqued me my curiosity and yeah i was like oh shit like i was looking forward to watching this and it could like there were certain things they could have did that would have made this movie a lot better so where I'm going to sit with that pupil is a 3.3. And a lot of that is from what could have been, if that makes any sense. Mm. I don't know. That's where I'm yeah. at with it. Because goddamn, was this thing fucking long. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a really a horror movie, like for real, for real. So I don't know. 3.3 yeah. is the best I can do. All right. Kat, do you want to go or you want me to? Uh, I'll go ahead. I definitely, I unless Rob is pulling a mislead here somehow and all the trivia was fake, uh, I have the highest score for this one. There are elements of it that I still like. It's it's hard because I'm never going to see it completely blind. Like I'm never going to see it without the context that I have, you know, yeah. like I, so in that way, I still feel like there's a story in here. That's really good. I don't feel like they nailed it. Um, listening to you guys talk about it and, and just kind of the fresh eyes and everything. It's like, I'm not sure I would have gotten any of this if I didn't read the story, but I did like, I know what the intention was here. Um, I think that's really interesting. I think the performances were great. I yeah. I think I would rank it higher. Like, I think this is a better than average horror film for me, except I the way that the Holocaust was handled did make me uncomfortable. It lost points after that. Um, my final total for this comes out to a 4.9. Okay. All right. Rob, uh, Kat is not wrong. Uh, no. I uh, she uh, certainly has uh, the highest score. Um, <laughs> this movie uh, is a two, seems to be a two-character character study in which the characters have absolutely no depth um, other than the fact that they're evil. Um, we're not shown really any other side of either of them at any point in time in this movie. Um, 
I have no idea what it's trying to say, uh, even though it, it, it feels perfectly entitled to invoke real-life horrors um, in order to try and say it. Uh, it. It's completely muddled and confused. I did not read the story, so I don't even really know what Stephen King was trying to say, if anything, with the, with the story. Um, I have to assume that uh, that what he was was exploring in the story uh, had much more substance that is completely lost on this film. Um, I, I absolutely hated uh, the experience of watching it. Um, the only thing that saved it from getting a 0.0 wow. is the acting of Sir Ian McKellen and Brad Renfro. I thought they were both fantastic in this movie. Uh, even while playing characters of zero substance. So I give the movie a 1.0. Wow. Damn. Okay. Wow. That, that much, huh? Hated it. Damn. Okay. Rookie number two, by the way, flat number. I never but do that. I know. I know. We I never, never do, do that. It. I gave half a point each for the performances. Because it's a rookie number, though, nonetheless, man. Wow. That's, you know, it's fair. Mm, yeah, it's, it's uh, damn. I didn't know you didn't like it that much, though. Holy shit! Hated it. I absolutely Jeez. hated it. Rob's having a bad movie. <laughs> oh, poor fucking Rob. Boo hoo. <laughs> Had a bad movie three months. All right, uh, this some bitch ain't slasher radio approved. It is three, not three point one. No, it shouldn't be. Also, uh, with some serious book spoilers here. Just throwing it out. Uh, the David Schwimmer character dies. Oh, okay, damn it! I was just getting ready to read the book. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I was I was thinking to myself, I hated that movie so much. I want to read the book and really live in it. <laughs> uh. Um, and Cat, you know, she also made the point that that she couldn't um step out of the context of, of the book and, and having read that she you know as much as you try to separate that and just look at the movie for its own merits it it is there because you you've read the book yeah um sort of the same thing for me and and when i saw brian singer as the director uh, right like you can't you not know, see that I'm... yeah i was yeah. i was familiar with his story um and and what what he's been up to apparently and uh so watching the movie it was it was rather glaring to me and well that that adds to an unpleasant experience that's funny yeah i I don't blame you man uh all right well cat you um you cast the cloud over us this week good lord sorry (laughs) Uh, just call this my book of shadows here. Yeah, yeah. It's book of <laughs> you guys along for the ride. Regret right. it, but you know it was it was a bonding activity. We're all in it together now. So I'm the only one without a book of shadows so far. You have permission to <laughs> drag us. You no, know, you did re-watch. paranormal activity. Remember, we all hated that. that. No, we shadows. made a trade for paranormal activity. And yeah, that's different. Yeah. And and I knew already that this is a, a book of shadows. You got to not know. If you ever have a movie that you are like, I wonder if I still like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to think about one. it. Yeah, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to see if I can get a book of shadows in there, maybe. That, <laughs> imagine a, what a fucking goal. Yeah, uh, I will say, uh, as someone that has been through this recently, uh, 
try to get a rewatch that at least has boobs in it because that goes over better than my mine didn't have any boobs no at some had... point one of us has to pick a movie that's actually good right I we would think so that. <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm in charge of picking the good one no right i i don't <laughs> feel comfortable fuck. having you in charge of that uh, i'm in the good ones department aren't i and that how this goes rats and good ones I feel like Ali should be in charge of the good movies. <laughs> yeah, fucking fucking K. Honestly, guys, look. A, yeah. a little bit behind this. I think we touched, we talked about it a little bit last week. I, I was, I fought. To everybody <laughs> who liked Velocipacitor, I kissed my ass. If you didn't like it, I fought on your behalf. I fought tooth and nail for like two days. And Cat Rob <laughs> insisted that that Allie get to pick the movie. I would like to motion. Allie is never, ever at Patreon picks. We can't help it, and but she should never, ever be in sole dis- decision of a movie watch ever. She why would we ne- do that? Because she yeah, why are we going to do that? It's Christmas. She she picked no, but I'm saying going forward for eternity. She no. is never allowed to have soul. Uh, no, that's not right. I mean, she picked a she picked a banger last week. Yeah, we're no, not going to punish her for picking a good movie. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're going to punish her. She's never allowed to pick to be in soul decision making responsibility. I will approve Ali's decisions moving forward. Fuck that, man! Jesus Christ! Any listener, the, who, who the brings- secret panel. Will approve their decisions moving forward. Any listener who brings a movie that any of us think is a fucking zero, I can see if I didn't like it. God damn, bro, you can't come in here. I mean, it's one thing one of us do it. Like Rob did it to me. There's nothing I can do about that. I'll be goddamn. Someone's gonna come in here <laughs> doing that shit. But that's on you. That's not on her. It is on. It, she picked it. She knew damn well I wasn't gonna like that damn movie. There was, there's no way to know that. She know, she knows what she's doing. A little miss huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Anyway, uh, yeah. Next week, I think we should get a pride pick in here, guys. I would really like to get a pride pick in here. The issue, and we were talking about this because I almost chose a pride pick when I realized that my pick was going to come uh, up during Pride Month. Yeah. The issue with that is that you hate fun. Rob's gonna pick on Hellraiser. You're gonna pick on Midnight Meat Train. Uh, I don't we know can't... how anyone feels about the Babadook, and it scares me. Significant other isn't any good. I we already did Hellraiser. And why is Rob gonna get? Why do I get shit for not like a fun? Rob doesn't like good. I don't have to not like fun to not like good. He's gonna be mean to That's Hellraiser. A... And nobody, I... <laughs> nobody should like Freddy's Revenge. So I don't no, know no. what the hell we're gonna watch. I would like to do a pride pick. Uh, it's and we've already covered X, which is my new pride movie. I, I have a I have a thought on a movie we could do maybe. All right. Oh boy. All right. Well, I'm, yeah, because I'm looking at the calendar, and uh, this episode is going to come out the morning of the fifteenth, maybe the fourteenth, probably not. But then we got one more one week where we don't know we don't know what we're doing next week and then it's patreon week again so we really have one week and we got to get it in there um if we if we can find a movie if rob's movie isn't <laughs> i hate crime somehow <laughs> 
which the the percentage isn't zero is the thing. Uh, I will if Rob, if you pick Rocky Horror, I will murder you in your oh, sleep. <laughs> I would never pick Rocky Horror. I'm just throwing it out anything. there. Can we pick Rocky Horror? You know that could be my uh, my my book of shadows. You already know you like Rocky Horror. Yeah, but I haven't watched in a while. Maybe I won't. Uh, I don't know. It can but, be your book of shadows, but it it can't be your pride. <laughs> okay, fair. But yeah, so we got. <laughs> That's where the line is. Yeah, because Rob threw our schedule off slightly, so uh, we only really have one week to get it in there. So we have to. And th- yeah, then we got a Patreon pick after the following week, and we've been kicking around ideas of a horror draft. We have, which would be interesting. So I'm on board still- now that it's been. I I have a written contract that I don't have to do any math. <laughs> yeah, there's no math. <laughs> no. Uh, so that that's gonna be interesting. We're kicking around an idea about that. Still working that one out. Uh, but. Yeah, so follow the show at Slash Radio on Twitter. Go to patreon.com forward slash Slash Radio if you want to get involved. Uh, a couple of times people have joined in. I think Greg, when he joined, he just missed it or something like that. Maybe Allie, too. I don't remember. But um, there are a couple of people who got in like right after the the movie pick, the, our, our Patreon week. So, you know, like now's the time. Like next week, the week after next week is the Patreon pick. So, Go over to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Check that out. Tiers starting as low as $3 a month. Make sure you read the tiers and what you get. Uh, also, you can get a one week free trial to the Patreon now. So you sign up for free, you know, check it out. See if you like it. You get a bunch of extra content, extra every week, Easter egg content every week. Uh, visuals from the show get put up all in one spot. And uh, it's a Vin So go to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. You can check me out at Mikey's Dead Rob. Where do you find you? I am on Twitter at Radio Rob123. What about Nick Cage Cast, man? Cage Cast. I thought Cat might plug that. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I stole the slasher radio plug today. I've I've gone rogue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, where do they find you, Cat? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore Valor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvalor.com, where I have a book uh, that you can pre-order. Please do that, uh, regardless of what Mikey says. You can also check out the other show <laughs> I do with um, the Nick F. and Woo Cagecast. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, except for apparently Google. You listen to me. You're Nick fucking! Welcome to the Nick fucking Woo Cage Cast and Cat. Woo! There you go. I know you picked the name because you really wanted to lay in that whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, the problem is going to be I am rarely, if ever, going to have the energy to do that by the time we record these episodes. However, <laughs> you are welcome to do it anytime you'd like. All right. Uh, yeah, I, my plan was to do it every week, and then I heard our intro music and decided i might not need to do it every week but because it is our inaugural show i feel like maybe i should go for it welcome everyone to the nick fucking woo cage cast made me sound like such a dick by the way cat, <laughs> speaking of me being a dick i've i've 
I've been lying to people without knowing I've been lying to people for like who knows how many weeks. Uh-uh. I've been saying that I pre-ordered your book. I fucking forgot. And I, <laughs> I pre-ordered it the other night. I, I Rob came into Ali's stream and we were talking about your book. I was like, holy, because I realized the other day I was looking through and I was like, I never fucking did it. Oh, my God. I started to and something happened. So. I did. I officially reordered the fucking <laughs> book. I thought I, I would have been. I would have been pissed. I'm like, what the hell? Where's my order? Yelling at you for nothing because my <laughs> dumbass was not. I can see that happening. Yeah. Oh, that was the it. other horror news we didn't talk about. Uh, one of the things in the book was that I I had to because I have a character who's a movie critic, so I had to come up with a bunch of fake horror movies for the book. One of them hmm. is being made by the producers of Final. Uh, it has no oh connection God. to me. But I, we did have to scramble with legal to make sure that I was not going to get in trouble for using the name of a movie that is now no longer fictional. So That is funny as shit. <laughs> oh, also, Kat, by the way, I noticed during checkout when pre-ordering this book, there was a promo code area. Yeah. So you could have had a promo code called the Where Is My Balls promo code for like 5%, 10% off, and you didn't even do it. Uh, well, first of all, uh, I'm not in charge of the promo codes, but also uh, it's something that we we're doing like a um, we're doing a pre-order drive, uh, and it is maybe something that I have pitched. Well, let whoever's in charge of the promo codes let them know the "Where's My Balls" promo code would be perfect. It would be really good. I didn't think of calling it "Where's My Balls," but I I did uh, talk about because uh, it was I found out that we had a promo code box like right around the time we got the promo code for. Uh, Fright rags, and it was like you know, yeah, where we could drop a promo code. If they do make a promo code, tell them to add an extra "Where's My Balls" promo code, and you can get zero point <laughs> one zero off, because you know the dick and balls. Bad joke. But you can already enter. Um, <laughs> you, you can already enter Velocipaster for Mikey's Portnoy off. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, yeah. give it a give it a Velocipaster. You get zero percent off. That's fucking hysterical. Come check us out next week, guys. Good night from Slasher Radio. That's funny as fuck. (laughs) All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.